Welcome to Mother Talks, a weekly podcast of open, real, heartfelt conversations about mothering that cover a range of topics including parenting, healing, spirituality, relationships, creative expression, nourishment, business, sexuality, childbirth, and more. I'm so glad you're here. I am your host, Rachel Alaya. If you'd like to learn more about me and the work I offer, you can head on over to my website at rachelalaya.love. That's R-A-C-H-A-E-L-A-L-A-I-A dot love. So go ahead, cozy up, and join me and my guest for this week's episode of Mother Talks available on all the main podcast platforms. Hey friends, welcome back. This is episode number 13 of the podcast. I'm Rachel, your host, and I'm just feeling really grateful to be here with you today. Thank you for making the time to drop in and spend it with me. Before we dive into today's episode and the introduction of our guest, I wanted to share about a special workshop that I'll be teaching next weekend that is available for early bird pricing for the next three days. So if you're listening to this within the next couple days, you can take advantage of that early bird price. The workshop is called Tending the Mama Wound. Now, this is a big, a big, huge topic, and it's a heavy one too. And it's one that I've been tracking coming up a lot in this podcast and just in my work in general. It's deep healing work that I've been doing myself for some time now and I got the guidance to create this offering so that workshop is going to be next Saturday June 4th and it will be three hours beginning at 11 a.m eastern we're going to be working through what exactly is the mama wound how does it show up in our lives Um, why does it matter that we tend to this wound and I have a very specific way that I work with people and so I'm going to be offering a couple different modalities that we're going to be moving through on this work in this workshop together that will include deep inquiry work grief tending prayer work therapeutic drawing journaling and an embodied process that I call somatic storytelling i hope that you'll be able to make it again the the early bird price is available till the end of this weekend so if you're listening to this in the next couple days you can take advantage of that price of 55 dollars, and then the price goes up to 77 dollars next week it will be available as an evergreen offer after I teach the live workshop, so if you listen to this even after that, you can definitely still access it on the website. 
Um, but I hope that you can make it. It will be a really beautiful and therapeutic process that we'll be moving through. Now to introduce our guest. So the guest for today's podcast is Niasha Mala. Niasha is a voice activator, a healer, a multidimensional quantum channel, a devotee of God, a mother of one about to be two. She is one half of the Ascension Seed, which is made up of her and her partner, Ruben. They form a creative powerhouse team of quantum practitioners, and they work with folks in a number of different areas, including abundance teachings, voice uh, activation, and many other areas of life, of, of creating coherence, of showing up in the world with compassion and power and beauty and justice. And Nyasha and I have been friends now for a couple of years um, and being mamas in the space and healing practitioners, I just really found a heart heart space that we were able to really drop into together. In this episode, we are talking about the mirror of motherhood, mothering as, goodness, this beautiful, hard, and graceful path that we walk, um, you know, that we have a chance to bridge the gap between the person that we are in this moment and the person that we know we can be and bridge that gap through grace and compassion and being guided by God, really. One of my favorite quotes from this episode was when Niasha reminds us that parenthood is learning how to practice God's love because we are God's children and God loves us perfectly. So I hope you enjoy this episode and I look forward to seeing you at the workshop if you're able to make it. Enjoy. Well, I'm here with Niasha, one half of the Ascension Seed. My love, thank you for being here with me today and dropping in, diving in, getting juicy together and sweaty because it's hot and we're both in Mexico. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Hmm. So I called this podcast Mother Talks because I really just saw it as a place where I could connect with other mamas and talk about our lives and what's present for us as mothers and you know it's I feel like we're in this what for me feels like a really beautiful time of discovery and exploration collectively and individually to determine and decide what mothering is for each of us so I'm curious to know what what has your mothering journey been like if you were to give it like three words? 
thus Mm. far as a mama of one about to be a mama of two what would you say your mothering journey has been like Mm. well the first word that comes up is just beautiful Mm. that that to me like means all of it in a sense you know the the hard times the struggle the lessons the resilience the strength the love the beautiful beautiful tender love and intimacy ah just yeah I mean all of it feels beautiful in a sense you know the the highs and the lows Hmm. it will teach teaching us and and I feel like it's helped me to understand life and humanity so much more because so many people on earth are mothers have been mothers and everyone has come from you know a mother so being able to get new insight into like the portal of motherhood from lived experience is just a completely different thing you know you can never you can never truly understand it until you are in it until you've been through it and and bless people they can learn and they can try but it's just a whole nother dimension of of existence and it's uh so it's been beautiful you know even though it's been so super challenging and testing and you know triggering at times and all the things you know but overall that that's been a beautiful process of evolution and maturity and growth and deepening in connection to God and to yeah my purpose I've always known that I would be a mother I've been I've always been very maternal I've always loved children always knew I would have children and so in many ways it felt like a lot of the the kind of energies and roles that I would play naturally as a as a human just kind of massively expanded and deepened as I became a mother you know Mm. beautiful would be the first one that came and then the second one that comes hard it's just hard it's hard (laughs) okay what word comes and that's it I'm not thinking about it too much so yeah it's been hard you know there's no denying it people talk about how it's hard all the time and you know it's harder in different contexts and I know that even my experience of motherhood has been a very privileged one compared to so many people in the world and so there I can only imagine what their version of hard is you know people who don't have food to feed their children and don't have safe shelter and can't you know afford health care and these sorts of things you know so it's all relative but within your own context you know, hard still feels hard. It's still harder than what you've known and what you've experienced and what you could have anticipated or expected, you know? So yeah, just physically hard, not having as much sleep and having to cope with um, being demanded of and needed so deeply by another. And especially, you know, I exclusively breastfed for, you know, a long time, well, for six months and then started to introduce solids. But you know, I didn't, I, I, I gave a lot of my body, I breastfed for two and a half years. And so that, that, um, yeah, was a lot as well, demanding physically and emotionally and partnership. You know, motherhood brings a whole new dimension of challenge and, you know, just a new space to navigate with your partner without as much time <laughs> to talk about things or 
you know, like to connect and be intimate just with your relationship. So there's been all those layers. Um, yeah, and then the balancing of providing and running a business and also wanting to be as present as possible as a parent, as a mother. So there's all these different layers of challenge to navigate that have, so, and sometimes I felt powerless and, you know, more in kind of, I don't know, I don't always like to use the word victimhood, but there are times when I've probably come into what people would associate with that kind of consciousness at times around like feeling like it's so hard and it's too much and it's overwhelming. And and a lot of that is to do with the way that our society is and there's not enough support. There is, you know, I, I wasn't in the village and even family support is not really enough and it's only in, in snippets unless you're living together, you know? And so I feel like that's been hard. I think the the kind of individualism of the way that many parts of our society are structured in the West, especially um, for me, where I, where I first became a mother, um, you know, it's, it's harder. It's even harder there because we don't have that support network of women and other mothers and, you know, pe- people who don't have children pretty much always kind of fall short in terms of how they could be in service to their friends who are parents and to, to the children. And yeah, there's just a sense that the children are the main responsibility of just the parents, which makes sense on one level, but also, you know, is a, is a reflection of how disconnected we feel from each other, you know? And so there's mm. not that active care, which would support yeah. both the children and the parents. So yeah, hard in that sense. And just some initiations into more more of my truth and more of my power and more responsibility which have all been beautiful and have helped me to grow massively as a person as a mother that were also really challenging you know and um pregnancy is also a challenging journey and I think motherhood you know the journey really begins even in pregnancy it amplifies in pregnancy so mm. yeah this pregnancy the second pregnancy I've I've really felt challenged in a different way to the first pregnancy it was challenging in the first pregnancy too um so yeah that that part has been hard and then the third word graceful is what came through (laughs) which is funny asha means grace and um, grace and compassion depending which which uh translation you take and i think in that sense because you know, I've, I've always been a natural mother in a way. Um, it's been intuitive and in some ways it's also been easy, you know, to be a mother. Like I feel like I've, I've been very in tune with my child's needs and I feel like I have a lot of capacity to give love and compassion that my child needs. And it's not to say that I'm always able to do that to my highest capacity, but but it comes very natural natural to me in many ways. And, you know, my awareness of at least, you know, the the highest offering that I could make as a parent and that man holding myself into that standard, you know, is, is there already, I, I think, because of a lot of things, because of the way that I relate to life and the way that I've come to understand parenting based on a lot of my own trauma from my own experience with my parents. And um, mm-hmm. and just, yeah, just the love I feel for my child, you know, for my children. It's just so immense in the way that I want them to feel in my presence. 
so the amount of mm-hmm. presence and love and tenderness that I pour into them and so much affection and just warmth a lot of which as well is a reflection of what I received from my parents especially from my dad I'd say mm-hmm. he was always very warm and loving you know when, whenever mm-hmm. he spoke to me not like he was always like that but but I really felt that transmission of like a pure frequency of parental love coming through at times from him. And that's what he definitely experienced with his mother. And so that's almost been encoded the capacity to do that at times, at least, and for, to be in the grace of like the, the highest expression of parenthood in that way mm. where, where it's organic. But then it's obviously much harder to be in that energy all the time. And, you know, I get thrown off and I don't, I'm not always embodied in that by any means, but there are many moments when I am and it feels easy and it feels like the best offering I could be making, you know, to the world in those moments and such a gift to to me and to my child to be able to give that and to experience, you know, what happens in relationship with a, a mother and child when you're able to, you know, enact and embody that that yeah. true kind of, yeah graceful loving compassionate god frequency love you know i feel like we we, we 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 grasp it and we glimpse it in moments and there are moments when it comes out and that's when we're at our best and we're loving purely and you know without condition and then the conditions might try and creep back in again in other moments and then we, we keep holding ourselves to higher standards you know so yeah mm. those would be my three words thank you for that mm. question yeah Beautiful, hard, and graceful. Mm. Those really just touch very perfectly, I think, on the journey of motherhood. Um, yeah. I, I've been thinking lately about this phrase, like hard doesn't mean bad, yeah. you know? And I feel like I've been like leaning into that and allowing myself to like remember that. Like it doesn't, even though it's hard, even though it's difficult, even though it's challenging, even though it's triggering, like it doesn't have to equate to it being awful or horrible or, you know, whatever the word we might use uh, to describe it in a negative light, right? That you know, challenging can mean, okay, I'm being, I'm being stretched, you know, like I feel like in birth, we're like reminded of this very viscerally, right? Like, all right, like I'm going to expand as wide as possible. And in order to do that, I also have to feel that contraction as tight as possible, right? Like, and it's such like a micro macro cosmic understanding of it in like terms of life, right? Like, okay, here's the contraction. And right after that, there's going to be a massive expansion, you know? Mm -hmm. And it also feels too, like I was actually thinking about this yesterday about how one part of our body as we're giving birth is tightening and contracting while another part is actually growing and expanding. Mm. And so what would that mean for me in my life, actually. And it's something that I've been leaning into because quite often, if I'm very honest, there are times when certain parts of my life are flowing really beautifully and gracefully and other parts of my life at the same exact time are like kind of falling apart or imploding or, you know, in a deep contraction. And sometimes 
me in my mind, I can think, well, like, what am I doing wrong? You know, like that's the sort of story that I have, right? There's, there's something that's wrong about this. And I've been like, okay, maybe it's just that some parts are in contraction of my life while other parts are in expansion and it can be that way. And it doesn't have to be wrong or bad. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I feel that. And I think, you know, there's like an illusion of of perfection that sometimes we can fall into trying to attain where there's going to be some sort of magical balance and that everything's going to feel good in all areas and we'll reach that point and then we'll be able to maintain it. And, you know, it's just an illusion because, you know, when one part of our life ex- expands, you know, like naturally another part almost contracts. It's like, it's, it's, it's part of it that it, that things are moving in motion together, you know, and it's depending on where we're giving energy and attention and where our awareness is and what we have capacity to lean into in any moment. And so, yeah it's kind of all part of it really you know because if it was all just just an expansion then where would the growth be you know Hmm. yeah yeah that's a good point um I know you're like about to enter the birth portal I like to call it that which is like you know the the first month before you give birth you're you're gonna be a mama of two now yeah that's a big shift. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Yeah. How are you yeah. feeling about it? I am um, on the one hand, I'm just like, so looking forward to the moment when I meet my child, but I'm not like, I'm excited for it, but not in a sense of like, I can't wait for it to happen because it will happen when it's meant to. And I'm also embracing the time before you know, but, but I can feel the proximity to, to the manifestation of, you know, the, the life in, in this dimension outside of me. And it's beautiful to feel the start of that relationship already in the non-physical before it manifests physically. Like I can feel us in our physical interaction in a different way, like soon, but it's not here yet. But I can sense like, you know, I just sometimes I just see the baby like almost like next to me, or I can like like I'm carrying the baby, and just these little moments where I can feel, you know, the the echo, you know, in the other dimensions of what's about to come into the physical. So that's nice, and at the same time, practically, like I'm like <laughs> I'm enjoying this the last time, like before the baby comes, because I have things that I desire to do, and I know that you know I'll. Well, I'll, I'll I'll never be able to be ready and I'll only be able to get done what I'm able to get done and everything but you know I'm sure you know the the feeling of the last few weeks when you're like okay I want to do this I want to clean up the house and I want to have this ready and I want to have this ready for my birth and I want to have this set up for after my birth and you know we we moved continents during this pregnancy so I hadn't been able to give quite the same level of attention to the pregnancy as I would have ideally liked you know um so yeah I'm just kind of catching up with certain things and trying to put some things in place for postpartum and um and also to support Shiloh in the adjustment of uh the new baby coming Shiloh is my two and a half year old daughter so yeah I mean I'm feeling I'm feeling overall at peace with Mm. with what you know and um, I feel like I've had to surrender a lot during 
this pregnancy many times so now you know I'm sort of like nothing can really <laughs> go wrong and what will be will be and I, I'll just do my best you know I'll do my best to create the highest timeline you know depending on my capacity at any point and um yeah it's been a, it's been a ride this pregnancy so just reflecting on the lessons and um and also I'm just tired too you know I'm, I'm tired because I've held a lot this pregnancy I mean I feel like you hold a lot every pregnancy right pregnancy alone is a huge thing to move through and then because of the way that our world is like you know pregnant women are often working and you know, caretaking, looking after their children and their homes and have a lot of other things on their on their shoulders, on their body, on their hearts and uh, often more than, than, you know, they would ideally carry. So it's been a lot. It's been a lot. So I feel, I feel tired and um, my body is feeling some of the physical strain of, of the process, you know. I'm not in loads of pain, but my body's just tired and I, I could do it. A, a month of just nothingness for sure yeah. Um, yeah but my heart feels at peace you know with the way that things have gone and the way that this pregnancy has been and the lessons that it's brought and uh, I, I just know the perfection of you know what well the perfection of it all and the perfection of what's about to come to be you know what once I birth my child and and I, I trust that we'll have a very beautiful and empower, empowered birth experience like I did last time. I know it doesn't always go that way, but I, I feel very trusting that it will. And I know how beautiful those first, you know, well, it, it's all beautiful. But, you know, when you finally have gone through all the initiations of the pregnancy and birth and then you're with the baby and it's just this absolute bliss and, and again, more challenge in a different way, but such a beautiful connection and love and like you know it's interesting to imagine feeling it again and it's not the first time but it will still be so many of the same thing feelings you know but different it's not new so you kind of know coming in a different way so I'm looking forward to that um yeah still just navigating some you know last bits of kind of healing and purification that are arising for these final weeks some of which again it's like oh didn't want to have to deal with this now you know <laughs> but but it's all perfect <laughs> the things that come up and when they come up and how they come up I, I can't I can't doubt God's orchestration you know and I mm-hmm. don't even my human sometimes is like ah oh, I wanted it to be this way or <laughs> you know that sort of thing so yeah that's kind of where I'm at I feel I feel myself going more inward as well and just um, mm-hmm. kind of draw my energy back and uh, focus more just on me and the baby, which is, a, is obviously different now that I have another child too because I still want to give energy to her. Um, yeah. So it's like I'm inward, but then with, you know, like a spaciousness for, for her in, in my field, obviously. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to having a, a pause from work for... I don't know how long exactly yet, but kind of wrapping everything up in about two weeks' time. And then then I'll be really diving deep into the birth portal and just getting myself you know, prepared and stuff. Because I was saying to my midwife, like, 
Well, part of me is like, I just feel like it's going to be easy this time because I've done it before and it was kind of, you know, it was what it was. We had a great birth experience, even though it was still hard, obviously. And she was like, oh, yeah, no, don't don't tell yourself that because then it'll feel like a shock when it's still fun. <laughs> she's had eight kids, so I'm like, okay, yeah, it'll be easy. That's just wishful thinking. Like, oh, I've done it once, it'll be easy. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be, I'm interested to see how, the birth is different this time because I'm I'm different and I've done it before and I'm in a different place and you know we're in a different place and we have another child and, and Shiloh will be present and that's our intention so I'm kind of also excited and intrigued to see how it will flow and unfold this time hmm. um, the environment you know and we don't now we don't have um I mean it was just us and our, it was just us me and Reuben and Shiloh most of the birth last time until the very end when I decided to call the midwife and she came 15 minutes before Shiloh was born and she was like oh you've done it all <laughs> you know so so I feel kind of I feel like we could do that again but we'll just see I mean we'll see how it all flows like you know I, I, I'm just completely open I'm I have the desire for the birthing experience that I would want for myself and for the baby and I'm not attached you know which uh, to, to it having to be a certain way, you know, how it happens and, you know, how it will be is it will be perfect. And yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of curious and interested to see how things unfold and what, what postpartum will be like with a, a new child, you know, because with what is an existing child, <laughs> because last time I rested a lot and was in bed and did the sort of first 40 days and I'm like, mm, I don't really think I can quite do the first 40 days in <laughs> traditional way now because my my other child will need me and I'd want to be active and present at times you know I, I know I'll rest at first but yeah I just it'll be really interesting to navigate postpartum you know as a mother of two I think it'll be a completely different experience so yeah all in all I feel like becoming mother of two is an invitation into more power and more sovereignty and more like capacity because you know when you haven't experienced something, it's easy to think, how could I do that? And how will I do that? And how will my life work? And, you know, if you already feel challenged in ways with one child, it's like, how will I do all of that with two, you know, less time, less energy, like more demand. But then uh, my midwife's like, well, you know, she, I was like, how did you do it with eight kids? She was like, well, you do it. You know, she's like, it gave me more capacity and strength. You know, I wouldn't be yeah. encouraging people to have babies if, if I couldn't be true to that, you know, and she's managed to expand in her work and still deliver other people's babies whilst having eight kids and providing for them and you know she's like you, you make it work you make the time you find the capacity you find the creativity you know yep. you know what you can do until you do it and um you surprise yourself and the same thing happened when I became a mother for the first time you discovered new strengths and qualities in yourself and you know deeper reserves of, of capacity and devotion and resilience and all of these things so that actually has really helped, you know, in the past few weeks since I've been talking a lot with my midwife to just reframe any part of me and sort of also coming from Reuben where Reuben is like, you're about to be a mother of two, it's going to be really hard. Blah, blah. And I just sort of have slightly just reframed that for myself. And I'm like, well, actually, it's not going to be anything beyond what we can handle. And mm. we'll have a lot more kids with a lot less support and a lot less, you know, resource and capacity than us in many ways. Yeah, we don't have our family here. But Shiloh goes to nursery and, you know, we might get a nanny at some point to help at times if we need. And yeah, you know, I just, I now I just feel like 
we'll make it work and there's no challenge that could be too much for us really and yeah. if anything got us to to thrive more and to you know be more resourceful with our, our time and energy and more intentional with how we're spending it because the thing is often we think we don't have time or capacity for things but we're we're just not in the most efficient use of our energy because we're mm. in some ways taking ourselves out of balance or we're leaking energy in different ways you know with things we're exposing ourselves to or different habits or different exchanges which might be more draining or often there's more nourishing choices we can make to be supported or to be nourished or to be you know well rested and you know yeah there are some things that we don't have control of but where we're leaking energy is actually often in the places that we aren't taking our power but we have you know like actually sovereignty and we have autonomy to to choose differently so I know that if if I make aligned choices even with less time even with less energy I can be an even better mother with two children than I've been Mm. with one I can run an even more successful thriving business I can be even more integrity with my own body and my own needs than I have been because of my you know patterns or whatever that I was running and before and how I have or haven't taken care of myself you know like I just realized that there's so much room for creativity mm. and um and writing your own script you know mm. because there are a lot, of, a lot of collective thought forms that can be disempowering around parenthood and motherhood and um, definitely and, and yeah there you know there, there are a lot of structures that are not supportive you know in our society and the world and things so we are navigating those things, but we still can choose our power as much as possible in spite of those things, rather than allowing them to kind of come into our space and into our consciousness and, and to land within our own being so much that we then don't feel, you know, that we have power to still choose and to create and to kind of expand our own field outwards to the way that we want to be in, a, in even in a challenging situation or even with less support, you know? There, I just always think about the mothers that have even less support, that are single mothers, that have like no resource, that are, you know, that are just holding things together, and still they're just every day they're showing up as much as they can. They might not always be able to, but they're showing up and they're supporting their children how they can, and they're loving them how they can, and they're taking care of themselves as much as they can, and it just yeah, it shows me more about the capacity that I have somewhere inside me that I'm I might not be accessing fully because of my mind and the way that I'm relating to my circumstances you know right exactly yeah that's kind of where I'm at well when you're under a certain amount of pressure or limitation it's interesting how creativity can actually start to blossom and flourish under those conditions like I feel like as a mom of two myself I had to 110 percent like reorganize and restructure my existence to be more efficient with my energy to be more efficient with my time to be more um I don't know if I want to say like a boundaried, but like, I guess more integral, more integrous, more in integrity. Like it really just demands that in terms of, you know, I don't 
have all the time in the world. I don't have all the resources in the world. I don't have all the support in the world. So how am I going to choose and make the choices that support my existence as a mother and as a human being and as an individual, but also to support my family, to support my husband, my children, my first child, and now my second child. You know, it's interesting. I had a conversation um, for this podcast a few weeks ago, which will be the first episode of, of this podcast series. And my friend Iset said something about a conversation she had with a friend of hers where um, the woman said, well, we, we had our second child and um, we didn't, we didn't adjust as much as we just brought her into the fold. <laughs> so it was much less of like, oh, we got to switch it all up and make it all different. It's like, no, you're just, you're just joining our group here. Just come on in, you know, <laughs> which like feels like, oh, okay. That, that sounds so graceful. That sounds so lovely. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> so what would that dynamic be like, right? Like just come join our dynamic, you know, come, jo come into the fold, have fun with us, you know, versus like, ah, what are we going to do? You know, <laughs> uh, I, um, I know that did did you have your first baby in Spain? No, in the UK. Okay. So this will be your birth will be happening like in a brand new land, in a whole <laughs> new world, right? Mhm. Mm mm -hmm. Have yeah. you picked a a space or a place to yeah, birth I have yet? Have a water birth in mm. our bedroom. Yeah. Mm. Where you're staying now? Mm -hmm. nice yeah and what's your what's your experience been like landing in this new new place I mean it's it's like this this pregnancy has brought you halfway across the world almost <laughs> I know I think that the the baby wanted to be born on this land you know that's mm -hmm. what I feel most strongly so <laughs> We had to go through a challenging process to get here, you know, in the timeline that was required in order for the baby to be born here. So yeah, that that was uh, that was pretty intense. But you know, and so we were kind of recovering a bit from that when we landed. You know, just a lot of physical labour and you know, like it, it was stressful. We moved from Ibiza to London, and then from London to here. You know, so there's a lot of packing and moving and. Shiloh going through transitions and I was pregnant as well and trying to work at the same time but not really managing to do that much because we had so much else on so we had all of that so it was all quite rushed and you know we missed our flight from Ibiza to London first time around and we had so much luggage we were traveling with so it was all kind of crazy and chaotic you know <laughs> uh, we, we didn't even finish all of our packing we were trying to pack boxes to send here and in the end we did pack some boxes, but we still haven't even sent the ones that we packed. So we don't even have half of the stuff, you know, the baby stuff that we thought we had. So we were just kind of like stripping back to basics and things um, and having to buy some things again. And yeah, just uh, it was a bit of a chaotic exit from the UK. But, you know, it's just sometimes these things manifest and I just try and learn from everything, you know, the challenges and 
the times when things feel out of balance and not not the way that you would have ideally liked and things you know and then uh and then we arrived here and um you know it was funny because we arrived on the 11th of february and we got slightly lost on the way to our airbnb but the exact moment that we pulled up outside was 11 11 on the 11th of february mm. <laughs> so that's a nice sign that we are you know where we're meant to be um the first few days were were nice just settling and adjusting and then 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 we went through a bit of a tough time you know like if people say that Tulum which is where we live is a an energy vortex and there's lots of synod days under the um under the land here so there's a lot of you know water energy but like suppressed water in a sense like the unconscious so mm. a lot of people back here go through big initiations and a lot of things come up when they come here and obviously yeah these are just ancient Mayan lands and you know there's a lot of powerful medicine here in the land and and the vibration here so we found a lot of things coming up for us in the first month month and a half especially both of us yeah having a lot of uh, suppressed emotions trigger triggered and a lot of relational challenges coming up and you know just the the questions and doubts of have we made the right move like we've been through this huge process and then going through other initiations in our life and business and just just a lot of things coming up to the fire you know so it was a real purification but, but felt really challenging to be honest and turbulent <laughs> um but then we kind of you know we made it through as you always do we made it through that part of the journey and then we kind of landed in our home that we've signed for for the next year we're going to be part of a community here eventually but we need to build the house and stuff so at the moment we're we're, we're not in the community but that that was a big part of what, what brought us here mm. um and then so then we've found more stability since and just sort of settling in and now preparing more for the birth. Um, so I feel like the past like month and a half have been pretty stable, but we, we've only really been here like two, two and a bit months. So I don't know that maybe like half of it was kind of turbulent and, you know, quite a lot of triggers and some down moments and a lot of tears and tensions and, you know, a lot of contraction really essentially. And then, mm-hmm. With, even within the contraction, there were still obviously moments of beauty and ease, and then, and then yeah, we've had more stability, and then there's been growth and crystallization of lessons and healing as well that's happened, and um, you know our consciousness has been expanding in different areas, and yeah, you know you get you, you always get the other side afterwards too, <laughs> but it's it's not been like bliss euphoria expansion, but it's more like a rooted of like okay, you know we, we've learned a lot from that process you know and we're still learning we're still crystallizing those lessons and we're also in a different energy and a different consciousness now for you know in our current life and what we're creating mm-hmm. um we're relating to the challenges that are still present and the things that we still need to yeah bring into greater kind of yeah coherence and completion and resolution and we're still you know tying up certain loose ends energetically and spiritually and emotionally and physically and all those layers but um but but I feel like we're in a much better place you know me and Ruben and our relationship and um our business is also I feel like with the with becoming parents it is a purification in all areas you know so definitely child like led to massive shifts in our business and our mission mm-hmm. and everything and I feel the same happening again now um you know a new direction wanting to be birthed one that's uh yeah in even more alignment 
with our values and with the way that we want to live and create and serve and what we want to offer to the world. And so, yeah, we're still listening for really what wants to come next and how things want to be different. And we've gained a lot of awareness around what doesn't feel in resonance anymore, what doesn't feel in highest alignment for us. And so, Mm. yeah, listening and beginning to take steps, baby steps (laughs) towards, you know, what's next you know, with our new family dynamic and in our business. And it's, it's a, we're in a unique situation because we work together and we're parents together and we're in a relationship, me and my partner. So um, there's a lot of different things to navigate there for us. Yeah. But um, I, I feel like we do a pretty good job and there's always room for growth and we're always evolving, you know. Um, but yeah, that's kind of been the journey here. So it's not it's not been like one of ease necessarily even though now it feels much easier really you know compared to where it was before where we were before we first arrived and what we were going through now yeah now we're in a lot more of a stable place and um just aware of the power that we do have and aware of you know what what's most important and prioritizing what's most important um at this time as we're about to become parents and stuff and yeah yeah just so many lessons all the time everything's just sometimes I just want to have a break from always learning a lesson (laughs) oh you wanted spiritual lessons on top of spiritual lessons on top of spiritual lessons like okay give me a break give me a breather you know like (laughs) I know the thing is I I in my own experience at least like I know that I I pray for purification I pray to illuminate my own unconsciousness and things you know and, and to come into deeper integrity with like love for myself and for my children and for my environment my community and for the land and so because of that I'm always then being shown where I could be in more integrity you know with love yeah. and with the truth so you know I want that in a sense so then I you know I obviously am opting into the reality where I'm you know constantly seeing the edge of my own unconsciousness and and how I can grow and evolve and become more embodied in my true essence you know and um more aligned with you know god's love and and at the same time sometimes i just you know i just want to rest and have a break it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot i mean for me like there's been no other journey i mean of course like relationships in general are the most transformative of my life for sure but being a mom takes the cake easily right like there's no other experience or relationship that just brings me to the edge of myself and what it means to be human and the parts of myself that are not coherent and are not in uh, in alignment with the most beautiful world I know is possible, you know? Yeah. And in so many ways, it's like, goodness, it feels like on, on the internet streets and in the circles and spaces of spirituality, there is a tendency to want to only focus on the bright 
and glittery pieces, right? But in my personal experience, what's often been the case is that the most transformative is the shadow work, you know, is the the excavation of my own shadows and the places within me that are needing presence and attention or maybe not attention but care you know care as being like the generative force right and that often means like having really uncomfortable experiences conversations encounters um you know (laughs) but again I'm like this phrase is coming up in my head is like hard is not bad like hard can just be hard hard can be challenging hard can be an invitation even to step forward into more of myself mm-hmm. and i know for me as a mama that's an everyday practice easily every day <laughs> constantly <laughs> i feel you yeah it's that mirror it's such a clear mirror you know motherhood of yeah of where we are and where we would we where we would desire to be and and the the kind of growth edge between those two places and I'm grateful that that we you know have certain tools for self compassion you know because I know I can imagine and I, I and I do kind of know and sense that for for a lot of mothers in the world that don't necessarily haven't cultivated that in themselves. that they're still doing the shadow work which is true for everyone of being a mother there can be a lot of guilt and shame and confusion that can come from the the reflection you receive around yourself you know um and so it's just remembering to give ourselves that grace as we as we grow as mothers and yeah gosh it's such a journey it's it's so much more than you can even explain in words as well you know definitely I keep being reminded too that like our our children it's not just like us as mothers like it's it's a dynamic it's mother child right and so there is this like there is this process that I observe in my children where they they participate in that process too. Like they extend their forgiveness and love and compassion, which in turn like activates my own, you know? And I mean, I'll be quite honest. You said that you were one who felt like you were always going to be a mama and you had maternal side like me. Mm -mm. I never wanted to have kids. Like I didn't really feel maternal ever. So It took me a while, I think, when I became a mother to like really allow myself to be activated by my child to remember what that even means, right? Like, and remember that I have the capacity for that. Remember that I instinctually have that part of me that does embody the the great mother energy, you know? And it's been really interesting because, I mean, I wrote a, a post about this the other day talking about how I think my my son was maybe like eight months old and I went and traveled 
to visit some friends of mine who I've known my whole life. And while I was hanging out with them, they sort of turned to me and said, wow, like, you you really are like a natural at this. And I sort of like gave them a, you know, a side eye, like, mm, what, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> a natural at what? Well, at mothering. Huh, you you think like I don't I don't feel that way. I don't feel like a natural. But I think it it's true. Like when you when you're in relationship, there are parts of you that are called forth and there are parts of you that are able to develop and take the forefront and play in your life and delight in what you're doing that you could have never imagined possible, right? Like I think for me, a big, a big transition for me in wanting to actually become a mother, or or even just warming up to the idea, was meeting my my partner, meeting my husband, you know, and seeing oh, like I've never met somebody before you who I could imagine being a mother alongside. I never had a relationship that like showed me that this was a possibility for my life. And seeing him with children and with animals and, you know, like, oh, it just it warmed my heart. It softened me in a way that I thought, oh, I, I want to be a mama with you, you know. And Aww. I think everyone's journey is, is, of course, different, but I feel like to speak to on your experience of like the hyper individualistic aspect of dominant culture. Like we can often go into mothering or go into relationship and focus solely on, okay, well I'm one plus one equals two. But the dynamic that I've been thinking of a lot lately is actually that you create a third energy. So it's one plus one actually equals three. And you create this dynamic between you and you actually give of yourself to that. So you're not just a singularity. You're not just an individual anymore. You're, you're in relationship, right? Like you're, you are a relationship in many ways. Yeah. And that's, that's disarming, right? Like <laughs> the, the pieces of us, I mean, I, I became like almost hyper, obsessed with learning about like trauma and the nervous system and like how to keep myself regulated when I became a mama. So it's become clear to me like through my own exploration and journey and studies and experimentation with myself is like so much of our behaviors that we call like pathological or you know, like shadow or, you know, these sort of unconscious limiting parts of ourselves are really like self-protective in many ways. They're the part of us who helped us to survive at some point in our journey, right? And when I realized that, I almost like my heart sort of softens and I feel like I can develop a little bit more self-compassion mm. in realizing that it's not like this behavior doesn't, didn't come out of nowhere. 
You know, yeah. these patterns didn't arise from nothing. They actually were established at some point to help me to serve a greater good. But, but really, if I were to continue down that path and perpetuate, perpetuate that idea, like it would just be simply um, reiterating myself over and over and over again as, the, as myself as an individual versus allowing myself to be shifted and molded and regenerated from the cellular level even in relationship with others. Hmm. Beautiful. It's beautiful to listen to you sharing about all of this. <laughs> I know for me, becoming a mom with my partner, as much as I was called forth by the idea of being a mother with my partner, that transition was not easy. You know, and talking about having a business too, like we, we started a business, my partner and I, one month before my first child was born. So, you know, it was like me at home with the baby and my husband's like out with his baby, you know, like, that each needed, each needed care and attention. Um, and yeah, you speak of, you know, running a business with your partner and working with with each other alongside the other but I know that you have shared that that there is transitions happening with that in your life in your business so I'm curious like what's what's that been like for you as a mama to do all the things with your partner and you know maybe you've decided each of you that you want to shift that somehow yeah I mean it's been in many ways very beautiful and um you know it's I think for a lot of people who run businesses businesses on their own it can feel quite lonely you know so having that companionship and someone to go through the initiations of business with has in many ways helped us but then you know it's just I think that sometimes it's been hard to to draw the lines of what ends where you know like especially when we're in the early days of our business and and being parents, it's kind of like you're fitting things in where you can. So it's kind of like the business, the relationship, the, the parenting dynamic, it all kind of becomes all merged into one sort of thing. And so I think that we've learned the importance of uh, needing to have better boundaries around where, for example, the business ends and the relationship has space and, and that's still a process that we're, learning through and with and um yeah just trying to navigate like how we play to different skills that we have you know and try and find balance and who's doing what and where because we can't both do all the same things at the same capacity you know we have different skill sets and they come out in different places you know in our overall dynamic our overall ecosystem which includes parenting and business and like homemaking and everything so yeah just lots of navigations around that and um both sort of supporting each other to try and create more balance you know in the areas where somewhere for example i feel less confident or less equipped and, and vice versa and holding up the mirror for our potential to each other um you know 
So, I mean, I feel like we're just still learning so many lessons from it and we're still so in it. So it's like, it's harder to to step back and see it all because it's all just evolved so organically. We started working together straight away, you know, within like a month of meeting each other and then we got pregnant after six months. So it's all, a whole journey has just happened and I was like, wow, suddenly we've got a two and a half year old and now we're about to have a second baby and most of our relationship has been parenting our child you know and pregnant <laughs> like you know like we had a lot more time being pregnant and parenting than we had just with each other you know and and mm. working together and everything it's all been there like for so much of our relationship and so I don't know part of me would love some time kind of away from the business where we pause the business and can just uh, meet each other without the, the business side of our relationship as well, you know, um, more just as parents and as partners and things, but we're still in, you know, a, a stage of our, our life and journey where we're providing for our family through our business and it's a structure that we have set up. So at the moment, you know, our, our business together will continue in its form, but I, I feel that eventually in time and I'm not rushing when and how but we're, we're both going to kind of explore some of our more personal you know interests and passions you know for me I know that that will involve doing some work with women and, and mothers and I think Ruben as well with men but we're both on our own journeys with that and the things that need to yeah unfold within our own paths for us to both manifest those timelines in our in divine timing so I feel like that will happen more and then I think that our work will evolve as well and um, as we evolve as our relationship evolves so we're just tuning in really to what wants to come next and how what's what what we've loved and what's gone really well in our business and what doesn't necessarily serve like who we're becoming and how we want to create going forward and, and also is in, in alignment with the highest contribution we can make to the world and just um, just looking with love and, and, and a mirror at all the different aspects and creating change where we where we can, you know. So I'm not exactly sure what will come after now. You know, I feel like there's this moment before you birth a child where you're just like on the edge of the unknown. You're just mm-hmm. like, yeah plan for like postpartum of it but really I'm just like everything's about to change like we don't have loads of plans in our business for anything we've never really been too much like that we don't plan super far ahead because we're always growing and evolving and things shift and so we, we're kind of more just open to the flow of the moment but um yeah right now I'm just like this big massive world shifting event is about to unfold you know for us and Shiloh and um, and also I like what you said earlier that that person said like oh they're just gonna fit it's just gonna be like fitting into our flow like I like that way it makes yeah. it feel like that's a big deal <laughs> but either way it's not a big deal there's still like an, an unknown and a threshold that we're about to meet and pass through and you know to, like a portal we're about to move through you know and I, I know that we're both we've already grown massively and shifted through the pregnancy and will become different again you know everything changes us right so who will be and how will be and how our business will be like it remains to be seen but I think that there's you know we're 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 trying to embrace more spaciousness and even more intentionality with um how how we build what comes next and how we you know lay the foundations that that really can hold us 
more longer term in the direct in the, in the kind of greater direction for where we see our lives going where we see our business going you know what we really value um and how we want to work and how we can be most efficient and how we can also be most full and you know taking care of our needs and things and having spaciousness and so I think yeah there's a a big part of that which is around the masculine and like you said sort of mentioned earlier like it's kind of boundaries and it's a kind of a, a discipline <laughs> but like also within that openness and fluidity to change and evolve as things grow you know to not be rigid but to have strength and I don't know like a strong will in the areas where you really need to uphold certain values for what's really important in life you know and to really have our priorities clear and have our our life and our energy and, and the way that we're spending our time reflecting our, our values you know and so yeah I feel like that's what we're kind of moving into I know it seems a bit vague really but it's kind of just like a purification and a new birth of some kind and when we when we're meant to know more we'll know more and God will guide us and you know we just keep keep showing up each moment to that process as it unfolds really yeah yeah well when I first when you first came into my sphere of influence I feel like it was maybe even through my friend Aaron Telford is how I first got to be connected with you and Ruben and what I really appreciated about your approach to the work that you offer was really how much you integrated this particular worldview that honors um, a perspective outside of the dominant cultural narratives or the overculture that says hyper individualism and teaches overconsumption and a hyper focus on more and better and you know all of the things that popular culture like normalizes as things that we should want and things that we should value really and so what I'm hearing you share lately and in this space with me is that you're really working towards this like new paradigm of abundance and this new paradigm of what it means to be successful, like redefining what success really is. And I'm curious if you were to name for us explicitly what that actually means like what would you say your vision is for the type of values that you hold sacred and the type of work that you know you want to bring forth in this world the essence of it all is creating more love and and unity or allowing those energies to to birth from within us where, you know where they already exist as as the truth of our nature and then birthing into multi-dimensional manifestation which means like you know restructuring the way that we live and relate to each other and the way that we exchange with the material world and 
um, live in relationship to the material world as well as the energies that we're exchanging and sending out and holding ourselves to a higher standard of being one that is in more resonance with who we really are you know and with so much compassion for the fact that we fall massively short of that all the time that's what's enabled me to grow is being able to own where I'm not embodied in love and not operating from the truth of who I am and having so much compassion for myself so that I can create the change to come into more alignment in those areas and so all of all of the work that I offer and that we offer and the vision really is to to support people to compassionately come back to the truth you know Mm. um and take actions in the moment to create more harmony and beauty and coherence in their inner being and in the world to dissolve some of that contrast between who we really are and who we're being and who we think we are and um, how we you know, actually deeply desire to be, you know, because many of us have the intention to not do harm and are still complicit in or perpetuating harm in subtle and sometimes not so subtle ways, all of us in some way or another. Um, and the way that we shift that and truly create a world that reflects our beauty within is by having enough compassion to see what is and to feel what could be, you know, and to feel the truth in our hearts, you know, which is who we really are, you know, beneath this conditioning and the fragmented aspects of ourself, which we can become over-identified with, right? When we're in this body with this name and this eye and we're living and seeing so much from the perspective of the self. I mean, for me, I would just love to continue to support people to have moment-to-moment awareness of how they're being, what's causing and kind of enlivening the energy that they're sending out and how they can make a more sovereign empowered choice to to feel the presence of, of God and love within them and around them and to choose to initiate themselves into a higher level, purer expression of that truth, you know? And that looks different in each moment and sometimes it's the most simple thing. Sometimes it's a smile and sometimes it's an apology and sometimes... Do, you know helping someone out when no one will know and sometimes it's you know taking care of yourself and and sometimes it's just speaking kind words just showing love and affection and you know there's just so many ways that we can serve at this big vision for the manifestation of love and unity and and I think that's such a big part of that is the willingness to see where we're not aligned with it you know because mm. it's far too easy to convince ourselves that we you know, are, are living much more in alignment with our values than we are, right? Mm. And that's, that's like, that's why I resonate so much when I see and hear people share about their humanness and also their intention to to do less harm and to truly embody love and just, you know, still knowing that we're worthy of fulfilling and, and pursuing our mission to radiate like love and organic light even when we are feeling broken or we're you know when we're we're operating from places which are still somewhat distorted you know it's like it's okay to be there and 
we can still choose to be more true in each moment and that's it and if everyone's doing that moment to moment you know it's like it's not always so grand and it's not always so spiritually profound you know it's it's often it's just so simple (laughs) and it's just here and it's now and it's real and it's it's a choice to you know to find the, the the truth of the of of the moment that wants to unfold and the truth of the love that wants to unfold in the moment which is always both ways right so there's always a a deep compassion for our own state of being that wants to come through as well as an invitation to us to enact and embody more love in that moment you know for ourselves the environment and the world and for others and so it's that love and compassion that's the essence of really the vision I have and then what that looks like is many things you know and some of them are more complicated and they're the bigger and longer term collective projects of manifestation, you know, which require more energy and momentum and yeah, critical mass of consciousness in order for us to co-create. But then also it's the simple moment to moment things in our relationships that really, you know, are going to support us to become the people that can create those big changes, you know? Mm. And a lot of it is, we are when no one's looking especially in this this digitalized over digitalized world and space of where where it's so easy to present an image to be in some degree of performance of ourself you know just simply the fact that we're not able to share everything there it's not possible and we don't have to either and many parts deserve to be private and sacred and this shouldn't be a, a pressure expectation to have to share all of you in order to be true and authentic but because we don't share everything and so much of it can't be shared and is beyond what could ever be transmitted and, and on instagram or social media then it creates a fragmented perspective of each other which then furthers the fragmentation you know mm. so I, I feel like for me you know I'm, i would really love to bring more people into community and connection in, in physical space as well mm. so that we can really and breathe and practice this moment to moment presence and kindness and love and compassion and meeting each other in our humanness and and growing together you know with with a lot of grace and spaciousness you know um mm. my my vision is always evolving as i open up my capacity to see more as god sees you know mm. so I don't really feel like it's even mine. I feel like it's me just catching catching glimpses of, of the beauty that God is trying to manifest on earth. Absolutely. Doing my best to try and play my part in that, you know, even with with all of the own thing, my own things that I'm navigating that sometimes can get in the way or can um, interrupt, you know, how I'm able to, to show up and serve. But so much of that comes from, again, how I'm meeting myself in the moment and, my family and my choices and my energetic integrity and you know um to what I know to be the most loving way of living and being with myself in the moment and so there's just always then the need for so much compassion for all the ways that I fall out of alignment with that every moment so that I can then move forward and make a better choice rather than getting stuck in a in a loop of you know oh I've I've come out of alignment and now I feel bad about that and instead it's like you know that is what it is and I'm choosing making a new choice you know each mm-hmm. moment is a chance for a new choice and a chance for more honoring and listening and yeah so oh, yeah i hear that 
making space for God and being willing to remember our humanness <laughs> and what I'm kind of a word nerd and so I think often about like the etymology of words and this word like humbleness and human they both have the same root hume which means of the earth so mm. it's like make, being that bridge between you know being of the earth and remembering that here in this dimension you know we're we're going to miss the mark <laughs> we're going to yeah. you know step off the path we're going to screw up and we always have a chance as children of God to remember our innate worth and allow ourselves to be guided by a higher power you know and yeah, I'm just, I'm feeling that in the share that you're offering us in this space. And I think that's really such a path of being a mama too, is like holding the both and, you know, holding the truth of being of this earth and, you know, needing to do the things that have to get done, you know, and meeting the functional and functional needs of ourselves and our families and, and just doing the thing, right? Like, you know, you were saying, you were asking your midwife, like, how do you do it? Well, you just do it, right? You just find the way to do it and put one foot in front of the other, right? And there's this recognition that we have an opportunity to be in intimate relationship with God and with source and be be resourced from the highest of the high, right? And be that bridge between God's source and the earth. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful reminder. So I appreciate you calling that forth and, and embodying that and choosing to, to share that with us here and to share it with your work in the world. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you mm -hmm. so much. And it's really nice to be in this space with you more because I mean this space where you know we can talk at this depth because it makes me realize how how you can't always translate this depth and this nuance and the truth of what you're actually going through online when you're just writing this post or you're just doing a little you know pieces are shared you know yeah but there's there's something about you know just that this is such a tenderness I guess as well because of I'm feeling quite tired today and I'm just, I am where I am and I'm just, you know, I'm just here and we've just been sharing and it's just, uh, it just feels really true and it's nice to just share my humanness as well as the higher perspectives which support me in, in my work and the, the things that I allow God to birth through me, you know, mm. and through us. Yeah, motherhood is, some days I'm just like tired and I don't have much energy and it's, uh, it feels hard and some days I feel super inspired and powerful and I have lots of energy, you know, and it just fluctuates and that's fine. You know? I think sometimes, especially in the online space, you can compare yourself to people, some mothers compare themselves to these mothers that seem to just have it all together and they, they're doing all the like great, amazing things with their kids and blah, blah, blah. And um, I think that, you know, none of the, it's not so much about the physical things really, you know, it's much more about, the energy that you're showing up with and the amount of love that you're allowing to pour through, you know, not only to your child, but for yourself as you navigate being a parent that teaches your child so much, you know, mm -hmm. around like 
them being able to also be the imperfect human that they are Mm. you know that they grow to be as an adult you know yeah to just do what we're just doing our best right like motherhood is just like a journey of constantly doing our best and letting god support us to to do better you know from a place of love and compassion Mm. rather than like criticism or you know not enough it's like I think I feel like every mother is doing enough and every mother is invited to be in deeper integrity with love and truth you know I feel like parenthood in general what I say sometimes is it's us learning learning how to practice God's love for us to a child you know (laughs) because we're God's children and so God loves us perfectly you know and we are given the opportunity to model that and to mm. try and our best to embody that and to to practice that from our own um, experience. And so we learn more about how God loves us as we are on the journey of loving our children and trying to, you know, manifest God's love in the physical through us towards the child, you know, and mm. also ourselves as, as God's child and allowing ourselves to receive that love in a way that resources us to pass it forward to our child and children, you know. So mm. it's a beautiful process, and it's been great to to share about this because I don't we don't share so much about parenthood in our work, but it's such a big, it's such a huge part of our experience, and I think as well we're part of this uh, rebirth in our business. You know, it's something that will come into what we share more because because it's you know it doesn't feel true in a way for it to not be more present because it's such a big part of who we are and our day-to-day lives and the lessons that we're learning and everything so absolutely yeah I'm looking forward to seeing and how seeing what God guides really (laughs) generally speaking if I don't try to make decisions too much and just try and listen and let God show the way because God knows much better than me. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Hey, friend. Thanks for joining me for this week's episode of Mother Talks. I appreciate if you could drop us a thoughtful review from whatever platform you're tuning into the podcast. It really helps us to reach more listeners just like you. Finally, I'll close by sharing that I am honored to mentor, support, teach, and companion mamas and creative women on a mission to heal their legacy through bespoke coaching, somatic education, nervous system nourishment, movement classes, spiritual guidance, online courses, and group work facilitation. Again, you can visit my website at rachelalaya.love for more details. Have a beautiful day.